Hello and welcome in to yet another episode of Just Saying Sports. My name is Jake Adnip. I'll be your host today. Here with me, my best friend, my compatriot, my man's, Sean Dwyer. Say hello. How you doing? Uh, we're doing very, very good. We're here for episode number 64 of Just Saying Sports. Uh, sorry about our absence over the last couple of weeks. Sean and I made a rendezvous in East Lansing a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and then we're not able to find a, a time to work out for us to be able to get a episode 64 out for you guys last week. So decided it's time to do some fantasy football update. And we'll talk a little bit about playoff baseball here at the end, just because it is about to be October. Um, obviously, the Tigers did terribly. <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah, and thank God they only had to play 161 games. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, Sean, I mean, we're already pretty, uh, we're already pretty heavy into the football season, uh, going through week, what, number five now? Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do a couple little games. Uh, we're going to do a little thing of buy, sell, and we're going to talk a little bit about college football. And then, uh, like I said, we're going to end up the show at the end of, uh, baseball. So Sean, let's get started off with the buy, sell. All right. Uh, are the Steelers really the worst team tied with Cincinnati? Are, are the Steelers really the worst team in the AFC North? I mean, no. Cincinnati sucks, yeah. but they're not far off right now. Um, right now, they're giving up 442 yards per game on defense, which is 29th for which for a Steelers team is not good at all. Um, when the only teams worse than you are the Dolphins, the Cardinals, and the Giants, you're not in good company. Um, they had five takeaways against San Francisco and lost in Mason Rudolph's debut, so they need to get better. But right now, I don't think they're the worst, but they're very close. Well, I mean, Cincinnati, I feel like with – I mean, Andy Dalton hasn't been uh, the best in the world, but, you know, A.J. Green still hasn't came back, still isn't, you know, up and kicking. So that Cincinnati team's not at a full, uh, full strength. I think once they do, you'll see that the Steelers are worse than them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, they've had, I mean, the Bengals have had their fair share of injuries, but they actually have a pulse um, on the field this year. I mean, I feel like the Steelers it's haven't, not- yeah, the Steelers haven't anything without Ben Roethlisberger, which is so crazy. Yeah. Now, next one, we're going to go all the way down to Tejas and talk about the Dallas Stars. I mean, obviously they've been uh they've been killing it pretty early in the season. Do you think that they are like a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Yes, I do. But I think I need to see more. And as I will say as we are recording this, the Cowboys are playing the Saints right now. But my answer right now is yes. I mean, when you look at their schedule, they've played the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. I know that's an easy schedule. But the way that they have beat those teams has me at least looking at them as a contender. And when you look at the matchup with New Orleans this week and with Green Bay next week, it's going to put a lot on Dak's shoulders to show if he can be the guy that he's looked like the first three weeks and get Dallas into that contender zone. I I definitely think that they are. I mean, they've only been building on their, uh, you know, their weapons with Zeke. I mean, Dak Prescott actually – has looked really, really good this year. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he actually he's he's been throwing for over 300 yards in a lot of these games. 
not just relying on Zeke to, you know, chomp up uh, 200 yards on the ground. Uh, I mean, they definitely they definitely look like it. I don't know if they'll be able to finish. I know a lot of Stars fans will uh, tell you that they never finish, but uh, the Cowboys will definitely uh, definitely have a shot, at least at the NFC title this year, I think. I agree. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about the the new hot best quarterback. I mean, I was just talking with my uh, with my friend about this today. I mean, just the pressure it must must be for Patrick Mahomes to be Patrick Mahomes right now. It's probably unreal, but uh, you know he's been he's been killing it when he was playing the Lions today. Uh, I was actually surprised to see. Um, I was surprised to see him. You know, not really kind of tear it up. But uh, question. Over under fifty touchdowns again for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he already has something like eleven or ten or eleven through his first few games. Uh, he had ten through his first three games, zero today against the Lions. So that's going to actually change my answer. I have over written down on our script here, but I'm going to say under now, just because he had that game with zero. Um, the reason I think he could still get there is still the same. I think that they're going to have more of a passing centric rush for touchdowns than they are running because you know cream hunt's not there that home run hitter on the ground is not there i don't believe in shady mccoy or both williams guys as being home run hitters in the running game so i think there's going to be a lot of work in the screen game and down the field passes that get them their touchdowns well i I mean the the season that he had last year just to think that you know it's going to be back to back I, i don't know but I think it's definitely possible. I mean, Tyreek Hill is still out. Like, you forget, like, he doesn't even have that way down the field threat like he's used to. Uh, he did all last year, one of the fastest guys in the NFL. Uh, he'll come back in a few weeks, I'm pretty sure, and or hopefully, and then he'll be able to uh, have that guy downfield with Travis Kelsey to make 50, 55 touchdown passes. I mean, all it takes is a couple games with five, and you're right back on track uh, yeah, I mean, for yeah, that I mark. So I, I'll definitely I'll, I'll say that he'll go over uh, fifty touchdowns again. Now we're going to talk about one of the premier teams in the NFL. Obviously, they've been ripping everybody to shreds. Um, Sean, do you really think that the Patriots can go sixteen or no? No, I don't. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the talent that they have. I think as a talented team. They could go 16 and 0, but it's the schedule for me. When you have a rest of a schedule that includes at Baltimore, at Philadelphia, a home game against Dallas, but that's Dallas has looked really good at Houston, and you have Kansas City on that schedule. I don't think you can go 16 and 0. If they go 16 and 0 with that schedule, I don't know why we would even play the playoffs. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, they have. They have the easiest division in football this year, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um. So you know those games are probably washes. I mean, I do. I don't. I don't know why we're even talking about sixteen and zero because I feel like like this isn't even the best Patriots team that we've seen. It uh, could be. But it could be, but I just feel like like you know that it isn't right away. You know, that's just my my gut reaction. So I'll I'll definitely say no as well. All right, so we're going to go opposite side of 16-0 and New England. And I want to ask you, do you think Miami could pull the Detroit special and go 0-16? Uh, 
I mean, this is a really bad team. It's a terrible team. Um, they're already a quarter of the way there. They're 0-4, I think, right now. <laughs> um, but no, I think you have to be a special kind of bad in the NFL to go 0-16. And, and yes, I am throwing shade at the Lions by saying that you have to be a special, special kind of bad. And <laughs> I don't think Miami is at that level, I don't think. Well, I mean, they be. still got to – I would say I, I can see it happening. I mean – they got Josh Rosen at quarterback, still a young guy. You know, he got booted out of Arizona uh, with, you know, the Blades of Glory. You know, now he's kind of just got this team that he's, you know, heading up and people are leaving the defense. People are asking for trades. Doesn't seem like a very good situation. Does not, uh, no. No, I could definitely see – I could definitely see why people would want out and I could see them going 0-16. I don't – I don't know what would stop them. Um, I feel like they're, they are the worst team. I mean, they can't even get a push off the offensive line. There's no yardage. Like, I think I saw something like they only had like 218 total yards. Yeah. In, it's, one, of the, in one of their games, like we're talking about, we're talking about literally like professional teams only being able to like cover like 200 yards. Ooh. Yeah. Not good. But that that's gonna do it for a little football roundup after you know a few weeks and four weeks of the season uh getting you know taken care of. We are gonna talk a little bit about uh college football, you know, Sean. Uh we have a few different schools from each conference that I want to uh touch back on, really just the big ones of course. Uh but we'll start off in the uh Big Ten. We won't talk about Ohio State. I, you know, think that them, Wisconsin, I mean, Wisconsin did have a little bit of trouble uh, with Northwestern, but that's pretty historically, you know, accurate. They they usually have really good games. But do you think Ohio State is the class of the Big Ten? This Ohio State team, to me, is still the class of the Big Ten. Um, outside of the game against Wisconsin, the one against Michigan State coming up this week. Uh, Michigan doesn't look like they're going to put up much of a fight at the end of the season as of right now. Justin Fields has looked amazing, 70% completions going into last night's Nebraska game. J.K. Dobbins has looked like he's got himself figured out again, back to his freshman self where he was rushing dominant in that Ohio State offense. Chase Young in that defense has looked very good as well. I still have Ohio State number one in the Big Ten in my mind. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's do you think it's a big difference between – Ohio State and whoever uh, is going to come out of the West. I think it's a huge difference. I think Ohio State's much better than any team West. All right. Well, let's go down to the SEC. Uh, who's your is? I mean, who's your favorite? It's already gotten shaken up quite a bit with Georgia. Uh, you know, beating Notre Dame, Alabama, still killing people. I mean, who's your favorite in the SEC? Uh, it's still Alabama to me. I like I said earlier in the college football preview episode until Alabama proves to me that they can't reach down and pull out those wins in big situations when they absolutely need it. Like they did against Georgia last year in the SEC finals. I I can't pick against them. I know I understand there's a lot of injuries on their defense, especially at the linebacker position, a lot of freshmen playing. I don't know how that's going to hold up against Georgia's run game, but the good thing for Alabama is we've still got two or three months until we have to find out. Awesome. Now let's go out west and 
Pac-12, who's your favorite to come out of that conference after, you know, there's only a couple, there's actually only a couple ranked teams. I mean, Washington, Washington has looked good this far. Uh, you know, Arizona State went into the rankings, fell right out. Uh, but who who do you think is going to win the the Pac-12? I'm still going to go with Oregon right now, and that's just because I don't know. Um, I'm going to stick with what I picked originally because I'm not sure. The Pac-12 has turned into a very clustered mess of I don't know. USC has looked a lot better than people expected. Cal has been on top of the North Division for the last week or two or two. So I don't know. I think Oregon at the end of the season, I, I really like their offensive line. I really like Justin Herbert. I think the defense gets better. I like Oregon in the Pac-12. All right. Well, the other 12-man conference, the Big 12. I mean, I know you don't want to say this, but, you know, is Jalen Hurts led Oklahoma better than they uh, – better than advertised? I think so. Jalen Hurts, I wasn't expecting this out of Jalen Hurts. You know, going into that game yesterday, he had 880 yards, nine touchdowns, added 373 and four on the ground. I mean, the rushing attack we had seen from Alabama before, but we had never seen him let the ball fly like this at Alabama, which is kind of what's amazed me with him so far. I think when you look at the rest of the conference as well, I think they stack up well against everybody. Texas is hurt. You know, the Red River rivalry is coming up in two weeks, so we're going to really see that matchup right there. I think Oklahoma's in a really good place to take the Big 12 again this year. All right, well, we'll go to the last Power 5, the ACC where the champion has come out of – so it seems pretty regularly. Uh, but do you really think that this Clemson team is primed for another run at a national championship? Yes and no. When you look at that 21-20 to 20 win they had over North Carolina, where North Carolina said, you know what, we're going to either lose or we're going to win, and they went for that two-point conversion, it really changed how I viewed Clemson in terms of a for-sure in the playoff. I don't know if they win the ACC anymore, if they don't start looking better, if people don't start comparing them to Ohio State. Like, oh, is Ohio State or is it Clemson at that two spot or three spot? They need to look better. I still think they're going to win the ACC because the ACC is not good. But I think they need to look a lot better to even have a chance at beating Alabama or Georgia or Ohio State. All right. So – Who's at this point in the season? Who's your uh, Who's your pick for the college football playoff? Right now, if I had to pick, it would be Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Clemson. All right, heard it here. here. Heard it here first, folks. Georgia's not going to be in the playoffs. Nope, they have to win the SEC. I still am not a believer in two teams from one conference making the playoff. All right, all right. Let's move into a little bit more of our fantasy football show, Sean. Yes. You got some questions for me. Yes, I do. I made up a list, some stuff that you can hit real quick. Give us a yes or a no or whatever you want to say on it. Do you think Dak Prescott will be a top three quarterback for the rest of the season? Top three is hard to, you know, give him just because he I, he doesn't have the vertical air yardage that a lot of different guys have. Uh he has Zeke in the backfield, so if he is having a bad day, it's not that hard press for them just to, you know, sub, you know, sub out the playbook and just keep handing Zeke the ball. So I don't see it being a. Has been killing it, and I do think that he uh, he has the potential to be 
top five to top six quarterbacks for the year. All right. We have two guys who are surprises in the top 12 quarterback rankings. Do you think Case Keenum and Andy Dalton kind of stay up there with the kind no. of offenses? They have been in a pass-heavy offenses so far this season. Do you think there's any chance they can stay there? No, I do not think so. I think uh, they will eventually fall out. I mean, Case Keenum just had, what, five five interceptions a week yeah, or two it's, ago? it's not looking good. Yeah, like he just had five interceptions a week or so ago. So, yeah, I'm going to sell that. <laughs> yeah. And so, Andy Dalton, I mean, he 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 might, you know, Andy Dalton might rise a bit uh, I think, when A.J. Green comes back, but I, it's still not something that I would put on my fantasy team. I like Dalton more than I like Keenum. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so a bit of a surprise when I was looking through rankings earlier in the week. Aaron Rodgers is outside the top 20 on ESPN rankings for quarterbacks. How long, yeah. do, you think, how long do you think he stays outside that? I mean, he, they just ha- he just hasn't been slinging touchdown grabs uh, like he normally does. I, I honestly don't think that uh, it's going to take that much of a difference for him to kind of move into the top 20, you know, that middle tier. It'd be very, very easy for him. But him coming all the way back and having like a top 10 season just doesn't look like it's going to happen. He, yeah. I mean, he's just as good as he normally is. But, you know, it just, I, I guess it just doesn't, it doesn't seem quite the same. No, it doesn't. Next, another guy that surprised me being outside of the top rankings at his position. I know he held out. I know there's been a lot of talk about that. But Ezekiel Elliott right now, outside of the top five for running backs. Uh, how long do you see that staying there, or do you see him staying there all season? Um, I I think that he'll he'll move his way up into the top five by the time the season's end. I mean, they hand him the ball enough, and like I said, if I know that they're not scared just to completely turn the playbook towards Zeke, if it, if they're winning a game or if they're in a situation that you know Dak is having a bad day or you know it's it's bad weather, they're they're very easily uh, ready to just give it to Zeke and let him run. So I think that he'll definitely be back in the top five. And, you know, what? if Dak starts to cool off a little bit, it might make a little bit more room for him. All right. Next up, do you think Austin Eckler is still a flex play with Melvin Gordon coming back to the offense this week? Well, yeah, it has to be, especially this week. Uh, it, with Melvin just, you know, making him one week back, really kind of getting back into the flow of things with everybody. I mean, I know he'll probably be, you know, uh, not splitting snaps 50-50, I would say. But, you know, I'm sure Melvin will be on the field for more snaps than Eckler will, just not this coming week. Yeah. I think if you, you know, if you have both of them, man, you might even want to play both of them because I think Melvin Gordon will get those goal line touches in that, in that you know, first game back. All right. Todd Gurley has looked better lately. Do you think that all of this uh, hype, I guess it was, about his offseason injury was overblown? Uh, yeah, probably. I definitely, I definitely think everybody was freaking out about you know his knees or you know him injuring himself again because uh, he's had a little bit of a history with it. But they, you know, they just phased him out. A little by little at the end of the year last year. And I think, you know, it's been nice that he's been able to get the touches in the red zone. He's made, you know, he's made some pretty good runs. He seems like he's got his, you know, pep back in his step. So, I mean, I don't know about him getting into the top 10 scoring running backs uh, like 
every week for the rest of the season, but you know he's going to have a couple of weeks where he's he's putting in three touchdowns. All right. Will John Ross has continued to be fantasy relevant even after AJ Green returns? No. Yeah. I no. don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, he's already not really fantasy relevant. He just had the one really big week in week number one, or it might have been week number two. You I know, think he's he had a few. Oh yeah, he's he had a couple big, but the, the over 120 yards. So you know they were pretty yeah. big weeks for John you know, Ross. He's been relevant by even having two or three catches. Yeah, and I mean some of those were such big plays, like 50, 60, 70 yard plays that he was just breaking out on. Uh, but I don't think that he stays relevant regardless. All right, Terry McLaurin was a guy who I think we talked about on our draft when we started talking about the NFL draft, pairing with Dwayne Haskins in Washington. Is he their number one receiver now when it comes to fantasy? Mm. Yeah, but I don't really think there's any good wide receivers to to play with in Washington. That's fair. You know, having Case Keenum or Dwayne Haskins, anybody who's throwing the ball out there, uh, it's not going to be consistent. I mean, even – you know, even on the check down routes, the Washington offense really isn't scoring any points on fantasy right now. So I would just stay away from that entire team. All right. Next question. DJ Chark has kind of had a breakout the first couple of weeks in Jacksonville. Is he a guy that you would like to have on your team and start based well, on the situation? I, I actually do have him on my team. Um, but for whatever reason, I keep electing not to start him. That's, uh, that's he, yeah, he is very, very fast, and he's done a lot. But um, once again, I always just think about who's throwing in the football. And, well, I mean, I although I do like who's throwing in the football uh, with Gardner Minshew, but I think that he uh, he is a must-own. You know, he should not be sitting on the waiver wire. Uh, but, you know, is he going to be consistently good every week? I don't know. Yeah. You know, like I can't really, I can't really say yes on that one yet. Mark Andrews will finish the season with more tight end points than Zach Ertz by or so. I sell that. You think Zach Ertz just out of over the course of the season will get back on track? Yeah, yeah. I think all 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 he needs is a you know a couple good games, and you know it's it's not like. Big fat zeros are going to be uh, be putting on the board every single time. He he'll get his. All right, last bonus question for you: Which rookie quarterback would you rather start if you had to start one, Gardner Minshew or Daniel Jones? Honestly, I kind of like it. I kind of like Daniel Jones's energy right now. Uh, I think I'd go with Daniel Jones. All right, I like I like I like, I like Minshew, but I think. Uh, I think his uh, his energy is what's going to change the Giants for, for good. Eli's kind of been chillaxing kind for of way dead, too long. Dead, dead man walking. Yeah, for quite a while now. So, all right, we're going to wrap it up today with baseball playoff predictions. Who do you have meeting up in the World Series? Who do you have winning it and how many games? We'll bring, we will bring back with, next week with more actual thought on this. But just shooting off the cuff, what do you got? Uh, I definitely think that Houston is going to win the World Series. Uh, it's like I was just talking earlier. Justin Verlander's uh, season has been incredible. They have Alex Bregman, who's probably going to win, might win MVP. Uh, you know, a couple guys in that rotation: Garrett Cole, 
gorgeous, absolutely outrageous. Um, if I want to know, you know, if I want to say how fast, it depends on the opponent. Um, there's a couple teams in the NL that I could see, you know, making a run for it. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to – it's not going to be back like the the Brewers sneaking in the wild card and uh, making that happen. But uh, it's – every year we think about it, and I know, I know this is probably what you're going to say too, but I think the Dodgers are going to be, you know, right there at the end like they have been the last several years. Uh, we talked about, you know, being contenders for the – for the NL, but I think Houston in five games. We'll make it short. I think it's a pretty short series because starting pitching in, in the World Series, it'll just chop them down, and, and JB will get to pitch twice, and there you go. All right. I'm I'm on the same page as you. I think it's going to be Houston and the Dodgers. I've got Houston in six games. For a lot of the same things you said, the pitching for Houston has just been so good. When you look at Cole and Verlander, you start a series with those two, you're up 2-0 by the time the series is even flipped. Mm -hmm. Um, Bregman, talk about being the MVP, MVP of the Inglorious Bastards fantasy baseball champions this year, if I do say so myself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Houston in six for me. You said you got Houston in five. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like they're they're above and beyond some other teams right now. Even though that it is the first time that four teams had a hundred wins, I think. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they got to it, but it's, it's been a pretty crazy season. It is. We are going to put more thought into this, and we'll come back with some actual reasonable predictions for the rest of the playoffs next week. All right. Yeah. So that is going to do it for episode number sixty-four of Just Saying Sports. We always thank you for listening. As always, like, share. Do everything you got to do to uh, help us out. Now, uh, we like Sean said, we will be back with a playoff baseball episode for episode number 65. So make sure you tune in next week, and we will see you then.